0: Everyone, and welcome to this week's Lead Hership Global program. We are so glad that all of you have joined us today with Laurel Langemeyer. She's the owner and CEO of Integrated Wealth Systems and a money expert, a sought after speaker, an entrepreneurial thought leader, and the best selling author of five books. Today, we have the honor of speaking with Laurel about making your kids millionaires for generational wealth. I tell you, there's not probably a more exciting topic for parents all around the world today than the idea of being able to set up their children for generational wealth and allowing their children to become millionaires. And you know, Warren Buffett founded a $2 billion foundation for each of his children. Gloria Vanderbilt received a trustworthy. 36 million dollars when she was just 15 years old and there are plenty of famous stories about one generation leaving a notable fortune for the next but what gets less attention is the story of the average person saving what they can when they can hoping to pass along something to their children from maybe an inheritance that amounts to a first home down payment to college tuition that helps a young person start out with maybe less debt But did you know that over 87% of millionaires started with nothing and then became wealthy in one generation? It's possible. So if you'd like to leave a legacy, it's worth learning about how to build generational wealth, whatever that happens to look like for you. And today, we have the honor of speaking with Laurel Langemeyer about that exact topic. She's going to talk to us about the process of helping your child vastly increase their potential for a future of wealth, starting in their very first years of life. Now, before we get started, let me tell you just a little bit about Laurel. Now, I will say most of you, I'm sure, have heard of Laurel Langemeyer. She's one of today's most visible and innovative money experts. She accelerates the conversation about money, sharing how to not just survive this tough economic climate, but how to succeed and how to thrive. And Laurel has written a new book called Make Your Kids Millionaires that walks you through the process of helping your child think and behave in ways that vastly increase their potential for a future of wealth, starting in their very first years of life. Now you can pre-order this book right now and receive almost $1,500 in bonus tools and trainings. In your inbox immediately. And I got to tell you, luminaries like Bob Proctor, John Gray, J. Conrad Levinson, Michael Gerber are all powerful champions of Laurel's work. And her straight talk absolutely electrifies audiences and inspires powerful action from live stages and television programs, ranging from CNN to CNBC to the street TV, Fox News Channel. I mean, on and on, the Dr. Phil show, The View, more and more. She is a regular guest on The Circle in Australia and has been featured in articles in USA Today, The Wall Street Journal, The New York Times, Forbes Magazine. And she was a breakout star in the film, The Secret, with unquestionable candor. Laurel is quick to speak her truth and leaves absolutely no doubt about her point of view. And that's why we are so lucky and so honored to have Laurel Langemeyer with us. Laurel, thank you for being here. Thank you, I'm so excited to be here. I appreciate it, Linda. Absolutely. So Laurel, to start us off, tell us a little bit about your journey. What's led you to have such passion around building legacy wealth and helping to make kids millionaires for generational wealth?
1: Well, to your opening point, um, I did my millionaire status in you know the first 34 years of my life. So 1999, January 8th was my moment, aha moment. And uh, I was going to be a mom, I found out I was pregnant, and he wasn't going to be a dad. So I, w- I walked into single parenting. So in September, I had my son, um, and I did what, you know, I had a lot of mentors. Bob Proctor's a mentor. I was working with Robert uh, Kiyosaki, Sharon Lecter at that point. I was actually the master distributor of the cash flow game in 1999. But then it was this moment like, uh, you know, I got to go. And so I called another mentor and I said, I have nine months. And McClick, like, my clock is ticking. And he's like, What happened? And I said, I got pregnant. (laughs) And I said, I need to be a millionaire, like now. And he said, Well, you have all the pieces. They're just out of order. So I wrote the book, The Millionaire Maker in 2005 and six, and I really wrote about the sequencing of how I did it. So to back up, I grew up on a farm in Nebraska, so uh, didn't have conversations about assets and liabilities and cash flow or any of that. And my passion and motivation came at 17 years old. I was at a, at an event and I don't actually remember how I got to the event. I think I was headed to school to uh, play basketball. And uh, I think it was one of those, you know, preseason events. Anyway, Dennis Waitley was there and uh, gave away the book, Think and Grow Rich. I ran to the stage and I got the book and here I am, right? Farm Girl from Nebraska reading this book going, oh my gosh, like people think there are people who think like there's a whole nother world out there. So I just started consuming personal development went to everything I could. Bob Proctor was my mentor by 19, 20 years old. I figured out how to pay him $25,000. I I laughed. I said, "Uh, Bob, I'm a student. He said, I don't care. I mean, typical Bob. And so I figured out how to pay him $25,000. But, you know, I did leave with a lot of student loan debt. And uh, I had that same journey that most people have. So I think for me, the passion came from this book and why so few people have made it. Like, it was just, it's still like, it was a curious question. Like, why? So few people make it. There's got to be a formula. And I just started studying. Went to a school, got a finance degree, um, did a whole bunch of other things. And then my big next moment, though, was 1996, when Bob introduced me to Robert uh, Kiyosaki and Sharon Lecter. And Sharon, like, get to my kitchen table here in Scottsdale. And we made the deal. And I became the master distributor of the game. That's really what got me deep into this, you know, financial literacy and work. And I love Sharon's passion and I always call her my financial mom. So I have to, and she's on the forward of my book. So the book's not, it's in print, it's printing. So this is the current manuscript as it is. Um, it's going to be hardback by McGraw Hill. And uh, I've just made millionaires and as a single mom became a millionaire in six months. So by June of 1999, um, my 34th birthday, uh, I hit my millionaire status, had my That's son as a member. Had my son in September, um, so I was a, a millionaire in real estate. Right after that, another millionaire. I did it right away after that in gas and oil. Um, I was a gas oil investor, and um, I've now done eight industries. Um, so I've hit millionaire status in eight different industries. So I love sharking. Um, because they've given us a word now, but I love investing and I love new projects and new startups. And you know what's following this fun book is a kids bank. So a kids bank will be launching at the end of May. Where you can actually have debit cards and a lot of the lessons in the book um that I teach the strategies that I taught my kids. I mean, when my son was born, he was employed by one of my corporations, and and there's kind of how the story begins, right? And it was really an experiment, Linda. On I'm just going to try all this stuff differently. You know, everything I was studying and the the families that like the Rockefeller families and the and the Carnegies, I just studied like, what, what is so different about these people? Why is it that they can accumulate so much wealth and have generational wealth and 90%, 95% can't figure this out. So I just kind of took it upon myself and wrote a lot of books and a lot of uh, real blueprints. And I think that's what I do differently. Like I said, I'm super candid. <laughs> don't ask for a lot of permission. I, I, I uh, do a lot of experiments. Some things work, some things don't, uh, but I don't get down about them. I just keep moving on. I
0: love that, Laurel, and I will say, you know, Sharon Lecter is just such a hero to so many women around the world, me included. I just, you know, I I kind of fangirl a bit around Sharon Lecter and, uh, you know, you have taken her early teachings and absolutely turbocharged them. And so let's talk a little bit about what it means to create generational wealth. My understanding is that generational wealth is achieved when you've accumulated enough wealth to pay for your family's living expenses in perpetuity without touching the principal. So if you're looking for a specific number, as many people do, $10 million dollars, $20 million. I feel like that's going to lead to disappointment because it's not necessarily a number. It might be a concept. So how do you define generational wealth and what
1: does that look like for you? So for me, generational wealth is 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 actually leaving for generations beyond. As far as the number, I think that's up to each family. What's different about how I teach it is the financial literacy because uh, most generation- uh, and the Vanderbilt family is one of them, uh, lost most of it because the kids were not financially literate. In fact, we were having uh, lunch today here locally and um, I'm in Northern Nevada, Lake Tahoe area. Very, very, very wealthy families. And three of the wealthiest billionaire families are on generation three, which is typical. So right grandpa made the money, the the The, the sons and the daughters of that first generation kept it and were financially planned and literate, but then they didn't do financial literacy to the next one. And all those billionaire families are breaking up. All the trusts are breaking up. It's all falling apart. Uh, One actually is going to go through a bankruptcy um, because the kids are not financially uh, literate. So really this book is about financial literacy for the families and a parent's guide, whether you want your kids to be millionaires or not, because you can live a pretty good life in it as a hundred thousandaire. Now under a hundred, hmm yeah that's up to you. I've never've never lived there forever. I don't want to live there. I don't want my kids to have to suffer like that. But financial literacy is critical. and the, the way generational wealth stands is when the kid, when there's a plan that is actually designed. Now as far as the number and the into in perpetuity, like you said, those are usually designed by um, what are very specific trusts. So there's trusts that are where you really can't burn the principal. In fact, you have to take out loans from the trust. You have to actually create business plans. Um, they're they're non right they're non deflatable. You can't take money out of them, out of them. They can't take the principal. Those designed well with really financially literate kids are when generational wealth continues forever. And it's rare, you know. It's It's amazing how many families just don't take financial literacy seriously. They don't even have basic money rules. They don't know any of this stuff so what what uh, i have a co-author of the book he's an air force fighter pilot so what's fun is the book is my story single mom i have a 22 year old and a 15 year old now Um, raised pretty much a single mom. I was married for about a minute. And then just recently married to this amazing Canadian, uh, which is fun. And I've taught this all over the world. So if you're listening from all over the world, this works every continent, but Antarctica is the only place I haven't taught or had clients. So in principle, it works all over, but you start with really family rules and you start with, you know, are you going to live through a trust? Are you going to live through corporate life? You know how are you how are you going to make the money, and then how is the money going to be invested? And there's got to be a lot of rules and attention to it, and not just casual. And uh, my my fighter pilot partner, you know he his was a 25 year journey, and you know married two kids, very different life. So what's fun about the book? It's my story and his story on how we both did it, and how different it was, and really it's about picking a path. And picking the numbers that you want to go for some people, you know, a million, five million 10 million is, is, is what's is fine for them. Some people yeah. want, you know, fifty to hundred million and then, you know, what do you do with life insurance and how do you live corporate life? Like the minute my kids were born, like I said, they were employed by the company. And with that employment, I had Roth IRAs. They were very entrepreneurial raised. They had businesses by the time they were four and five years old. I mean, if they wanted something, we never said, you can't afford it. We said, all right, let's brainstorm. How are we going to make the money? And it didn't matter how much. I mean, I wanted a private plane in in 2007 and went and bought it. And then I turned back to the company and said, "Okay, company, we need an extra $50,000 a month to pay for the plane because we're flying private (laughs) from now on. So, you know, it's about that. It's about an attitude, but it's also being really knowledgeable. It's knowing money and how it really works and what it can do for your family.
0: I love that, Laurel. Thank you so much. And, you know, you noted that creating generational wealth does have risk. Unless each generation is financially literate. And people who inherit generational wealth have a significant financial advantage over those who don't. So these people are likely to have the ability to avoid student loans and other types of really costly debt. What have you found are some of the most impactful and important benefits of creating generational wealth and ensuring that every generation is financially literate?
1: Well, it starts at zero. It starts with the structure of the. I'm gonna say again, the corporations, the family, the trust, and and really having agreements on investing. I see a lot of the families break up because they don't have investing uh, principles. Some want real estate. I mean, cryptocurrency. We had to address that in the book. In fact, I'm launching this book with uh, wrapped up in a big NFT. Because NFTs are right, they're the latest uh, asset class. But you know, there's a lot of the newer generations who are going to move all to digital currency, and I guarantee the originating generational, you know, founders may or may not agree with it. So it's to me, it's a lot of literacy, it's a lot of conversation, it's a lot of knowledge. Um, The advantages. Oh my gosh. I mean, where would you even start? I mean, it's not only from not having to take on costly debt. It's about the charity you can provide. I mean, for me, the, this is a mission way beyond myself. People say, you know, how'd you see a millionaire and then get in so many industries part, a lot of it's curiosity. Like I just love to try stuff. You know, I, I did a supplements company, bought it for $3 million, sold it for $27 million. I don't know. I just, I love experimenting. Um, I don't think that, risk associated to money is really risk, I think it's lack of knowledge. In fact, I don't think so. I know so. When people say, oh, I have all these mindset issues. I'm so glad you were in the secret. said it's not a mindset issue. It's a lack of knowledge issue. So it is in your mind. It's just the wrong information. And so, so much information is just wrong. That's especially the internet right now. I call it the bathroom wall. You can write anything you want. It's right. I mean, who knows how to even do due diligence out there. It's so bad. People write in anything they want. There's so many scams. And if you aren't knowledgeable, you don't know how to do due diligence. You don't know how to analyze or have a team around you is what I really endorse is find a team. I mean, what's made me and had me stay successful is an amazing team of people, men and women who have just stayed with me for, you know, years, 10, 20 years and help and helped do this. I did not do this by myself.
0: I love that, Laurel. And, you know, as you noted, there is so many advantages to creating generational wealth for your children. And over 87% of millionaires started with nothing and then became wealthy in one generation. So it's certainly possible. And your book shows parents how their children starting today, starting at age zero, as you said, how they can become rich, faster than they
1: ever thought possible. So talk about that. What are some of the key steps? Yep. Well, I'm going to give you just like the simple, obvious one. And, you know, a lot of people don't talk about the Roth and there's a lot of opinions about, but a Roth IRA, although you can only put 6,000, you know, per year until you're 50 and then 7,000 after it's tax-free tax deferred growth. So like right now, if you are going to do digital currency, which I did for myself and my kids, we put it through our Roth. We bought it at two, you know, did a huge sell off at 64 when Bitcoin hit. And um, I mean, all that growth is tax free, tax deferred. That's just one little strategy. I mean, so you have a child that's zero, like just do some simple math, and they're employed by your corporation. That is a huge strategy because without a corporation, and if you're a sole proprietor out there, you do not get 81,000 pages of tax codes. You can't employ your kids. You as a sole proprietor can't, but your corporation can. So I teach corporate life, like, I would have loved to known about corporate life. I think people at sixth and seventh, eighth grade should know about corporate life because we're not, we're taught just go be an employee. My son next month, right? A little bragging, right? Mom here. um, He is graduating from Georgia Southern with a finance and accounting degree, right? A double degree, right? Uh, Advanced honors uh, in one month, actually about from today. And he has never been taught what he learned at home. He's been taught how to get a job, how to be an accountant. He's had huge opportunities. I mean, huge big accounting firms want him, you know a, a lot of great jobs, but that's he's not been taught to be an entrepreneur to live corporate life, right? So I teach inside the book and you're eighteen years old, you get an LLC for your birthday. <laughs> like that's how that's how I want you. I want you to be very aggressive and your corporation can put you through school so you don't have all the student loan debt. Like there's a lot of really what I call obvious strategies, Linda but they're not known and they're not out in the public. They're not being taught. I mean, my son and I became partners at 18 years old in a real estate company that was 18 years old. I started it when he was born for him. A lot of strategies, but just do the math, back to my Roth. Once you're employed, you can get your cut a Roth. So from zero, you put $500 a month away. If that's all you did until they're 20 and you invested that Roth properly, you, by their teens, they'd be millionaires. I mean, it is not difficult to do. That's just one strategy, putting $500 away a month. And if you're out there and you say, well, I can't afford it, you know what I'm going to say, go make the money. See, all of you are geniuses. You just haven't put your brains on paper. That's, I mean, people say, why are you a bestseller? I said, well, because I put my brains, my knowledge on paper, made it a book, and I freely, freely give my knowledge. So my ultimate goal with this book is to get K through 12 homeschooling courses out of this book. So to pull it apart. And starting even below, like pre kindergarten how do you help these kids become entrepreneurs? Give them the opportunity to make money. I mean, $500 a month, divide by four weeks, it's only what, 125 a week? Don't tell me anyone on this podcast and listening cannot make $125 doing something extra a month or a week. Easy, it's so simple. So I think I that's love that. I make it simple. This is not difficult, it's different. Right, so I want you to say that it again. It's not difficult. It's just very different, and it's not all this stuff that you've been taught. By the way, here's another big one: you don't have to be debt-free before you begin. That is such a lie. I mean, it is the biggest lie on the planet. <gasps> Wait till I'm out of debt, and then I'll come work with you. I'm like no. And by the way, if you're not a millionaire, parents, read the book with your kids, and I become a hundred-thousandaire. Just start the journey of putting financial literacy in your home.
0: You know, certainly when I was growing up, there was this this a uh, theme that i heard quite often which is don't talk about money you know we're better off than our neighbors and so it would be impolite to talk about money uh you know don't really talk about how much your dad makes or how much you make you know it's just not polite in um in polite society to actually have those conversations please stay away from that and so that was very pervasive in terms of being able to be financially literate in the household, to be able to learn age-specific lessons about how to earn, how to save, how to invest and grow money. Because there was this sense that it's not appropriate conversation. It's not polite conversation. And in your book, you offer age-specific, step-by-step, actionable guidance with examples that yep. teach kids how to earn, how to save, how to invest, and how to grow their money. So can you talk a little bit about that? And I, frankly, I'm just so excited that you've broken the stigma around being able to talk about money, especially
1: as a woman. Yep. I, I would totally agree. And I still think it's pervasive. Like I've traveled, like I said, to other, you know, many other continents. And my first question when I hit the stage and I have something to say is, how much money do you make? And I mean, there are still a lot of cultures all over the world who'll just be like, first of all, a woman asking somebody else, like how much money they make. It's still, it's amazing how that is still a, a shock. You know, what's interesting and probably again, why I'm so passionate is every day Anyone listening there, you're in between 10 and 20 financial transactions from buying coffee or breakfast, or you paid a utility bill, or you paid for this little thing called your phone. You're watching, you had to pay for your internet. I mean, your money is all around you in and out, even through the hour. And when do you actually sit down and say, I'm actually going to design my life with money? You don't. Usually, I would say 99% of people are inheriting their behavior around money. So, you know, my message is stop. Read the book, age Step by Step Checklist, right? From where do you bank? How do you use a credit card? Do you use a debit card? Do you use a credit card? I mean, that's like the most simple answer. You always use a credit card. Now, if you listen to Susie Orman and Dave Ramsey, they're going to say, oh, cut up your credit cards and you should not have credit cards. You shouldn't have credit card debt. Well, that means you have bad credit. I mean, there are so many things that are counter to how we were taught that are just wrong. They're absolutely wrong. So that's why when Kyle and I wrote the book, we really went. What do you do, you know, at zero to one to two? I mean, my kids were touching money, holding money. Of course, we were traveling around the world. So they saw all kinds of different money. And we kept a lot of the money. We didn't exchange it all the time. I mean, we have, they still have money from all over the world. I mean, they have from South African ranch. You know, we have Australian dollars, obviously a lot of Canadian now because I'm married to a Canadian from, you know, what was the difference when the Euro changed, right? What was the Italian lira? I mean, we just, always talked about it It was like a normal thing, because you're normally doing anything. And if you want something, you got to buy it. So having it just be a fluid part of your life. But being an entrepreneur, I got to say, the biggest thing and I and uh, everybody who buys the book, one of the gifts that I'm giving you is a file cabinet, my daughter and I built on what to do to organize your money. And then at four years old, believe it or not, my son and I started this little program called never pay your kids an allowance. Because, you know, he would start kindergarten and he'd be, the, you know, his friends would be getting allowances. And I remember him coming home saying, I want an allowance. I said You're never getting an allowance. That's like giving you a paycheck. That's like a job. I said, that's never happening in our house. And so he was a little shocked. He said, well, then how do I make money? And I said, well, what what, what can you do? You know, so I call it home chores. Like there's just because you live here, you have to do a certain list of things. But everything else is negotiable. So as young as four, you can start negotiating age-appropriate tasks. So. You know, by 10 years old, I mean, my son had a smoothie business. My daughter's had jewelry businesses. They've had slime businesses. My daughter does all sorts of videography. She just designed, you know, graduation cards. She designs Christmas calendars. What can you do with your skill set? My son was a national, you know, very highly ranked skier. And I said, all right, so let's negotiate. If you went to Heavenly Mountain, right, which is where we grew up, you paid $350 an hour for a pro. Was that pro a nationally ranked skier? I said, so why are you thinking just because you're 12 and 15 that you only should make 25 or 50 bucks an hour? And so he was making $150 an hour in his young teens teaching ski lessons. I said, why not? Couldn't have the paper. You're just as good. He said, well, I've never done it before, but I haven't done half the things I've ever done before. Where's going to start? So it's having that attitude. Parents have to lead it though. You know, what's really, uh, I say frustrating is I hear this a lot. Oh, let the school system do it. The school system, number one, can't set a family goal. It can't set a financial goal. Um, it doesn't even know what generational wealth is. It's just, it's not in their, it's not in their scope of things to do. It's the family's job, it's the parents' job. And, you know, my passion is to teach your parents, first of all, how to make some money and become a hundred thousand thousandaire, become accredited. And then if you want millionaire status, go for it. And if you want multimillionaire status, mm, love that. Let's really go for it. So I, I, I don't have any real boundaries around where people are. I just want them to grow and get more knowledgeable because I, I just, love that. I've seen the, I've seen the worst of it, you know, and I've seen really spoiled inherited brats. And you know, what's interesting about those who actually get money that, in, that are not financially literate, they're either one of two things. They're super spoiled and they blow it or they're super conservative because they never know how to make it. And they were never taught. Like I have some multi, multi, multi multi-millionaire inherited friends. They are the weirdest with money because they don't know how to make it. They look at me and think, how do you make that much money like that? in all these ways. And I said, just make it up. You just make money. And they're so scared, you know, because the only way they know how to make money is a job. And so it's sad. It's heartbreaking, actually. So I'm excited. I'm so passionate about this book coming out and helping families. Yeah.
0: And, you know, you you offer such incredible insight when it comes to leaving financial literacy to schools. And I got to tell you, your financial advice, parents never learned in schools, schools don't offer. And instructions on how to apply it to their own money to secure more wealth by building their family's Generational wealth future is not something that the school system can take on. So what are some of the biggest mistakes you see parents make when it comes to instilling financial literacy in the family and in their kids? So
1: first of all, they don't talk about it because they don't know about it. So if you're a parent out there, you get this book for yourself and read, and then you can co-create with your kids. And if you don't have a kid, you should probably get it anyway. It's the most well-written checklist we've probably ever done, you know. That you'll see. Some of the big mistakes, simple ones, uh, credit cards, debt, I mean, debit cards, like my son has me come to Georgia Southern to teach uh, and actually teach a lot of student athletes. I do a lot of pro bono work for student athletes. Um, and he had me come what a year ago, two years ago, and he said, Mom, I, I didn't want to be you know really bring you into this, but I had to. He said, I because he was 21, he'd go to the bar now, and he said, Kids use their debit cards all the time. He said, Why would you take money straight out of your bank account? Why wouldn't you use a credit card? Use somebody else's money, right? At a low interest rate, and if you actually do it right, I'm going to teach you how to have zero percent interest rate, that means somebody else's money for 30 days, plus you build your credit. Now, let's go to right. So, debit credits, where how do you bank? Those are. Basics, just horrible mistakes people make. The worst is when adults don't do anything with credit cards. They tell their kids to not get them. And credit cards and credit app, like getting good credit starts with the application. And so we talk deeply about how do you even apply for a credit card? Like when I talk to a lot of student athletes, that's, you know, at 16, 17 years old, 14 years old, I'm teaching them how to start getting ready for their 18th birthday to get their LLC. And apply for the first credit cards, because that application could ruin you for the next four years if you if you actually don't do a credit card application right. There are so many simple things that are just what I say obvious, but they're not obvious to people, you know, and most people, they don't even um, really touch money anymore, you know, they have everything on auto pay they if they if you do use cash there's no trackability to the cash. They don't use their corporations, right? They're not incorporated. I could, I mean, I could go on and on. Yeah. <laughs> they, they don't put money away. You know, one of the biggest patterns that I talk about, because what we're taught, and again, I'm not just picking on Susie Orman and Dave Ramsey. If you want to live that way, they're the best at living that way. This is not what I'm teaching. I'm teaching you how to live wealthy and how to be a millionaire. <laughs> but what we're taught is to make and spend, make and spend. How wealthy people live is we make and we invest. And of course we spend, but we spend very purposefully. Right. So I'm not teaching you to be a well, you know, rich person I'm teaching you to be very smart, very charitable, very knowledgeable um, and break those patterns. But even as young as like four. That's why my daughter and I did that filing cabinet. So when you buy the book, like you said, the fifteen hundred dollars it gets, there's three big ones you're going to get right away. My uh, one of my best selling books is called Put More Cash in Your Pocket. So it's that little book that you all need on how to make five hundred to thousand dollars extra a month. How do you do it? Like it's down to the nitty gritty, put more cash in your pocket. And it's eight hours of me teaching that book. So you get that right away on a digital download. Then you get the filing cabinet and inside the filing cabinet it's just very clear. Like how much money do you want to put away and where, and the biggest thing is where are you investing? we not, are you not paying off debt? Not how are you spending, where are you going to invest your money and how are you going to do it fast? Which is why, you know, when I, uh, one of my clients actually brought me this kid's bank, um, And it's coming out two weeks after our book, which is great. So now you'll have financial literacy. You'll have a bank, which actually has all my learn to earn and never pay your kids an allowance. It'll have a hundred missions for kids to do to make money and they can involve their parents. So it'll be financial literacy within this banking system. They will have a debit card when they're young. And at 14, we're going to start teaching them by 18, they'll have a credit card. So they are going to be so financially literate. And then on the other side, we have an investment app that'll go right with it. So This summer is going to be the most amazing summer, like a family to be financially literate after this summer from the book to the bank to our investing app. We have every piece of it now for them. I'm so excited. really do. And you've
0: been so generous in uh, packaging up so much value with the purchase of what will be, honestly, a financial Bible for the entire house. So the fact you're giving away nearly 2000 Of free value along with your book. It's just remarkable, Laurel. And I am so, so uh, thrilled to be able to be a part of the promotion for your book because I will tell you, it's going to be life changing for so many people. Now, we're just about the end of our time together. And I tell you, I could speak for another (laughs) two hours, three hours with you and just soak in your knowledge, your expertise, your wisdom, your advice, your guidance. But we're going to wrap it up with one last question that we ask all of our guests. And Sharon Lecter was on our program just a little while ago. And I asked her the exact same question. What is the most important leadership advice that you have ever received that you'd like to pass on to our audience?
1: Oh, wow. My best leadership advice. Get a mentor. Get a mentor. You know, at 17, I couldn't afford, you know. Dennis Waitley, I just took him on because I got that book from him. And he gave me a cell phone number and I called him all the time. And then I started, well, I'm bothering him a lot. And then I walked into a bank, believe it or not, at about almost 18 years old. And I walked right in, I said, I need to talk to the bank president. And they kind of looked at me like, well, you don't have a lot of money. Like, do, are you do you have a deposit? Like what are you doing? I said, no, I want him to mentor me. This is where everybody puts their money and I want to know what people do. And he thought I was just the cutest little thing. He he like he kind of giggled. He said, you want me to mentor you? I said, yep. I said, you run this place. I want to know what you do. So get a mentor and be very like aggressive. I was on a clubhouse uh, about a month ago and this beautiful man, Daniel, was on and he just started kind of, you know, bantering a little. And I said, well, do you want to hire me to mentor you? What do you want? He said, no, I want to do it like what what Bob Proctor and Sharon Lecter, he said, I live in Miami, I'm going to drive to Northern Nevada and I'm gonna come work for you. And I want you to mentor me and teach me everything you know. And he's here, like right out there, I'm in my office. Like, that's what you gotta do. You gotta stay active. I mean, lead your life, like lead your life. If you want something, go get it, not at the expense of others, but be led by people who are way more advanced than you. I mean, I am so blessed to have like Sharon Lecter be my financial mom, forward the book and just be mentored. And and if you say, well, you know, people won't do it or you have to pay for it. Uh, Daniel's not paying. He drove across the country and he's I'm paying him now. And through that work together, I will mentor him. So I say get a mentor. And, you know, I also say pay it forward. I could I could get a lot of, lot of pay it forward. I feel like this book is a pay forward. I it really like is. It. Yeah, I this is
0: look. a real gift to families all over the world that you know, perhaps we're born in a generation similar to mine or in a culture where talking about financial welfare was just not a, um, a, a topic or a subject that was embraced. It wasn't an um, area of discussion or debate or even learning. And certainly, the school system, as you noted, Absolutely does not talk about or teach or train how to earn, how to save, how to invest your money. So, this is such a gift to everyone around the world. And I can't um, urge families, parents enough to invest in investing, right? And this is the first step to be able to do that. Invest in your knowledge, your education, your your insight into investing. And let me just say, if you have children, you absolutely want to be sure that they are not only financially literate, but they're able to thrive, especially in a global economy now that is changing quickly, uh, especially with Bitcoin and
1: crypto and and NFTs. And it's just the world is changing quickly. It, it is. And there's a lot of scams because of all the digital currency. There is there is so much going on, I mean, with inflation, interest. I mean, if you are not learning about business and life, I mean, just, I mean, one of my funnest activities I give families, and I'll kind of, I'll leave this as an action for those that are listening, drive through your town with a different set of eyes, right? But I put on these glasses saying, you know, thinking somebody owns that, somebody owns every piece of that street. Why don't you own more? Whether it's the real estate. The business, the coffee shop. I mean, I I love flipping little services business. I flipped a hair salon, I flipped pizzeria's, I flipped a little nail salon. I love little service-based businesses. I love health service health services. Those are so easy. Chiropractors, oh my gosh, they're so easy to make millionaires. But when you're driving down, instead of thinking I'm the consumer of my town, be the creator, be own more of it, create more, be part of it instead of you know head down. Just going to work, going home, going to work, going home. Like if if you're complaining about it, change it. Only you get to do that. And I have everything in this book. Right now, I do want to say the, the website, um, uh, makeyourkidsmillionaires.com. When you buy the book, you'll get those downloads. Right after you get your book, which comes out May 10th from, uh, it'll be on bookstores. Then Kyle and I are actually going to be teaching a masterclass for everybody who pre-bought the book. So for 25 bucks plus shipping and handling, you're going to get a master class, which means you get to come live to the calls and ask Kyle and I any question as you dig into the book. So the books will be delivered, and then we're going to have master classes in the beginning of June. And then right before school starts, we're going to go again and say, now, how do you keep this going during the school year? And how do you keep it in the family? So we're going to keep doing a lot. And then the website's going to change into a very age-specific checklist. It's like, what do you do at zero? What do you do at one? What do you do at two? And then I know me. I'm going to keep doing phone calls and taking questions and just helping families consume this in their life. Excited. And I appreciate you, Linda. Thank you. I know it's, I like you're so busy. You're so booked out. And I just appreciate you squeezing me in here and making this so time sensitive. And uh, I know it'll just bless all the families. That are out
0: there. It will bless all the families. and And you honestly are just such a powerhouse. I have such esteem, such respect for you, for Sharon, for all the women that are not just breaking glass ceilings, but breaking you know, generations of tradition that don't serve us. And I am so grateful for you and your leadership, Laurel, and being able to speak out and being able to teach and train and coach, you are making such an incredible world impact. So thank you. And thank you for giving me the opportunity to talk about the incredible gift that you're giving the world. So for everyone in Leadership Global, I will absolutely be sending you all of Laurel's information as well as the link to her book. So stay tuned for that. And thank you again, Laurel Langemeyer for being here. Thank you. Thank you for joining Leadership Global's award-winning podcast. As a member of Leadership Global, you have the opportunity to meet inspirational leaders create lifelong friendships, and be surrounded by others who are invested in your success. Join our global community of inspiring women in leadership, women who will help you create greater levels of impact, support your personal and professional breakthroughs, and help you accelerate your success. Don't miss out on the opportunity to show up, speak up, and step up in your professional and your personal life. Find out how you can join us at leadhershipglobal.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.